Hi, this is Dana Hornby, pastor of Monterey United Methodist Church. We're taking a look at the life of pastors as they step away from the pulpit. Our guest today is Rob Owens, pastor of Kainos Church. He's here with his wife, Dana. Introducing you to local church and community leaders, The Calling. Today we're here with Rob and Dana Owens from Kainos Church, and I'm sure I pronounced that wrong, so will you help me with the pronunciation? Oh, you nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us what Kainos means. It it means new, but uh, an unprecedented new, never seen before uh, like this. And that's sort of why we took that name. I felt like the Lord was leading us uh, to do something uh, that was uh, unique within the Cookville community in terms of Christian church. If people wanted to experience that uniqueness that you have, where would they find you? (laughs) We're at Peachtree Learning Center. On the corner of Walnut and Peachtree. Okay. Right across from the hospital. If you're standing um, at the emergency room, Cookville Regional Emergency Room, and you look across the street, there's okay. a little white building that okay. says Peachtree Learning. Perfect. That's the way I always tell people. Okay, great. Well, Rob and Dana, you have a couple of things going on. You have uh, Rob is on full time <laughs> at Tennessee Tech University, and Rob and Dana lead Kainos Church. And they have five, count them, five beautiful children. So I have to ask you this. How do you get everybody ready for church in the morning? Because I know if I had five children, at least three of us would go to church in our pajamas. Slowly, loudly, (laughs) angrily, (laughs) steadfastly. Yes. Um, Is there another Lee we can use? Keep it real. (laughs) Keep it real. Uh Um. Many mornings are a, oh, my God, it's Sunday. and But we knew it the night before. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We know it's coming every week. Every week. So um, uh, it's very rarely been a Sunday where we wake up and we're all ready and it's perfect. And we go out the door and we love Jesus and we love each other and we're ready for church. Yes. Life. Very rarely. But... <clears throat> it happens and we get out the door mm-hmm. and we go and we serve and our children serve and they do a great job of lining up and just stepping up and doing some things that need to be done to help get the day ready. Yeah. If you had one word to describe Sunday morning, what would you call it? It's it's intense. <laughs> Yes, I can only imagine that it is. Intense, but rejuvenating. Once once the people start coming in to help set up and serve, right. it just, it's just it's rejuvenating. Yeah. 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 So now, do the kids help each other get ready on Sunday morning? Well, um, yeah, yes. And I'll say this uh, to give Dana some credit. Do we, our children know what it means to go, um, in fellowship on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And that's what they've seen since they came um, out of their mama's belly. So yeah. they're at an age now where they can all get ready themselves. Okay. So it's had we planted when we would have had two in diapers, it would have been a completely different scenario on Sundays. But they, our kids know the deal. They know what we do. Yeah. We, we're going to be in church on Sunday. Um, it's not always easy, as Dana was saying. But they, she's prepared them well over these years. Yes. So it's not like we plan it and then all of a sudden 
we got to get ready on Sundays. We were already having right. to get ready right. on Sundays anyway. Well, now, Robin, Dana, you make a great team. Tell us a little bit about how you met <laughs> and uh, just a, a few words about this journey that you've been on together. Did you meet uh, in high school, college? <laughs> we met at Tennessee Tech. In the bottom floor of the UC outside the bookstore was our first meeting. She nailed it. Huh. Yes. That's right. Go ahead. I'm sorry. And then (laughs) a couple of years later, uh, we formed a friendship and got married fairly soon thereafter. I think we dated for maybe a year, year and a half. And then since then, it's been um, teamwork. I think it was teamwork before that a little bit, just from leading organizations on campus together. We were involved with InterVarsity Christian Fellowship, leading together, and then got married and left tech thinking we would do college ministry, and that did not happen the way we thought it would. Not the way we thought. Yeah. And then the Lord opened the door for Robert to come back to, or to come to work at Tennessee Tech. Um, We had both been teaching high school previously. Mm -hmm. So he got the opportunity to come to Tennessee Tech. And once he came to Tennessee Tech, we looked up and we said, we're doing college ministry, Lord. How about that? How did that happen? How? Yes. (laughs) So was it sort of a love at first sight or did you grow into that? Love at first sight. Rob saying yes. Do you believe in love at first sight? I should ask that first. I believe in it, but I don't think that that's not really the way it happened for us. I don't think so. I think Mm -hmm. it was we grew into a friendship. And then it was one of those, I can't live without him. (laughs) I can't live without her. Yeah. And then it was, oh, we're married. I can live without you. (laughs) (laughs) And then it was, this is pretty cool. Every day gets better. Yeah. Oh, see, that's inspiring to know. You make it look easy. Yeah. I'm Pastor Dana Hornby, and you're listening to The Calling. Our guest today is Rob Owens, pastor of Kainos Church. He's here with his wife, Dana. I'm sure you do a lot of work with your jobs, a lot of preparation for church. But what do you like to read when you're reading for fun just for you? And it's not, I mean, we're we're assuming that you're in the Bible a lot. We're assuming that, you know, you're doing a lot of sermon preparation. But what's just fun for Rob and Dana? Fun reading or just fun, fun? Okay, well, I'm going to let you take that and run with it because okay. not everybody likes to read. So what do you do for fun? I think in our downtime, well, well, in our downtime, we watch lots of movies okay. because we stay on the go between Sunday through Saturday. It's every day between church activities, work activities, school activities, and the children play lots of ball so, okay. and ball activities. So then when we get home... Our fun time is let's sit in the same room and just relax. And that's usually in front of pizza and a movie. Oh, pizza and a movie sounds Mm -hmm. great. Do you have a favorite movie that you watch over and over? Oh, man. We watch watch a lot of um, different strokes and uh, the Cosby show. Oh, great. Okay. Uh, (laughs) So, and then we watch pretty much any um, illumination Movie, call, you know, Cars, yeah, um, Mega Mind, The Despicable Me's. We've seen those like yeah. many times, yeah. Um, so all of the animated movies, yes. And um, me and the older kids, 
uh, are really into the superhero movies. Nice. Iron uh, Man. Uh, of course, all yeah. of them. Black uh, Panther. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, actually, on uh, the Black Panther thing, so a lot of my work at Tennessee Tech is still around uh, working with students of color. Not mm-hmm. all that I do, but but quite a bit of it. And uh, that movie was a groundbreaking movie. It was a groundbreaking premiere. Um, you, you know, if you look at the, the state of our country in the last few years, um, that movie um, was just, it, it, it was the right time, I think, yeah. um, for America. And so we took, I guess we probably had around 40, 50 tech students to go and see that oh, movie as a group. It was just that's beautiful. Um, and I'm just shameless plug. Uh, Infinity Wars is coming out at oh. uh, the end of this month. <laughs> Uh, so it's, Very good. <laughs> I'll be checking that out. Very too. good. Uh, well, yeah. Rob, I know you spent some time in Memphis. It mm-hmm. was around the uh, honoring of Dr. King. And mm-hmm. so tell us a little bit about your experience there. Oh, it was amazing. I shared this yesterday with the uh, committee that I serve on yesterday, uh, that, that I serve on at Tennessee Tech. Um, the, the way that I um, encapsulate the experience is if you think about the hurt, the uh, anger, the confusion that ensued after Dr. King was assassinated, obviously I was not living then, um, but but I would, from what I have read and what I have seen in terms of video, I know it was just uh, terrible, the emotions that came uh, in the aftermath. I think last week, at least for me, um, the contrast of hope, love, um, unity, and peace that was on display in Memphis was was equal from my perspective, not being there in 68, not, right. not being alive then, from what I've seen. It was equal to what may have been felt. Wow. That's just my perspective. That was a powerful experience. Else. Yeah. To have my children there and having um, – read the I have a dream speech many times right. you know during Black History Month and right. around the area on uh, having my own children and having them be there in that space last Wednesday yeah. uh with me and my wife and then having a group of students we probably had 40 plus students and 5 to 10 faculty and administration that uh, were on a charter bus that came up oh that's great. Uh, that went over as well and to see the diversity within that group, it wasn't a group of black faculty and black students. It was a diverse group of students, and that speaks volumes. Uh, so it was just, uh, it's one of those situations where uh, all that went will remember uh, remember it for years to come. You'll look back 30 years and say, I'm glad I was there. I'm glad you got to experience that as a family. I can't imagine how powerful it must have been. If you were um, looking back on your life in 50 years um, and you remember sitting with uh, Dana together in the living room, watching movies and having some pizza, just enjoying some quiet time together, that to me brings about a sense of nostalgia and um, I wonder in this tech-driven world, and Rob, especially with your experience at Tennessee Tech mm-hmm. with our, our young minds, the future of our country coming up, what do you think our young minds are going to be nostalgic for when they are looking back 50 years from now? I think, I hope 
our children in 50 years look back and think, I had a good life. I remember times well spent with mom and dad and um, even us looking back thinking, we had a, we've had a good life. Um, we've spent quality time together where we did not need technology. Granted, we do watch right. movies, but it is time when the movies are stopped and we have conversation and we have a lot of conversation at our home. So I hope for our family, um, they look back and think we had a lot of conversation. And then for just that generation, as you're speaking of, I hope they kind of do the same. I hope they run in that same direction of time well spent, not with a screen, but with an individual. Right. With good conversation and just fellowship and communicating and connecting heart to heart with somebody, face to face with somebody. That's that's good. I mean, uh, something else that I think about in, in terms of our family is um, we started this when children were really little. I guess all of them weren't even born maybe when we started. But uh, when we're together at home for dinner, when, and that's changing now because they're older and more involved right. in activities. But when we're home uh, at the, the dinner table, it's always, um, what was your favorite part of the day? Yes. And then on Sundays, it's uh, we do favorite part of the day because we eat right after church on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Favorite part of the day, uh, and what was your church lesson? Basically what that means is what did you get from worship uh, on the day? And everybody, all seven of us uh, are required to share. Well, I believe that's going to be something that they look back no matter how far we go with technology um, and we'll appreciate that time. And, and I give, I give thanks to Dana on that one. Cause she's the one that's, that sort of implemented that. Yeah. Um, and, and so we eat, when we're at home, we don't eat in separate places. We eat together at the table yeah. and we mandate conversation. There are children. Don't remember that. I'm pastor Dana Hornby and you're listening to the calling. Pastor Rob Owens, we would like for you to set us up today with an inspirational message from your own personal life. Excellent. Thank you. Um, I'm going to share from the book of Hebrews uh, this morning, chapter 12, just a few verses there. Just give a few thoughts. Um, chapter 12, I guess I'll start. Oh, man. It verse 7 says, it is for discipline that you have to endure. God is treating you as sons. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? Verse 8, if you are left without discipline, in which all have participated, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. Besides this, we have had earthly fathers who disciplined us, and we respected them. Shall we not much more be subject to the father of spirits and live? For they disciplined us for a short time as it seemed best to them, but he disciplines us for our good that we may share his holiness. Verse 11, for the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. So one of the things that I've come to realize in pastoring and and shepherding and Really, in some ways, I look at shepherding as, as uh, parenting, um, is that people go through some terribly hard times. And 
and sometimes they I found that they go through harder situations than I've ever encountered myself. And this particular chapter in Hebrews has really be, become comforting for me, uh, not only in my own life, but in shepherding um, the flock that the Lord has entrusted me to. Um, you know, I've had friends that have, uh, you know, lost loved ones very close recently that happened. Um, people go through stuff in their marriages. People go through stuff with their children, uh, being sick. And I don't mean the flu, but, but debilitating sicknesses. Um, and, you know, we've seen little children die recently in our community just from sicknesses. Um, and, and I take heart in this scripture. Um, and here's the reason why a lot of times when we go through stuff that's really, really, really hard, our initial response can be, uh, even as believers, sometimes we'll question God's existence or his love for us. And as I read this passage, what comes to my mind is, number one, God is, um, we see him call himself father and we see the writers of his word refer to him as father. He is our father. Um, and what we know as earthly parents is that there are some things that we allow our children to go through or that we, um, some things that we do for our children, they never may understand. And then sometimes as they get older, they may understand. I, for example, there's some things now that I understand that my parents did for me unknowingly, sometimes knowingly, that I had no clue of what they were doing. And I thought they were mean. There was a time that I did not like my parents when I was a teenager um, because of what how they were parenting me. But I've been a parent for 15, almost 15 and a half years now. And now I know that some of those things that they did, it had nothing to do with them not liking me or not loving me. Um, to the contrary, it was about them loving me more than what I ever believed that they did. And so when people are going through stuff and they're losing loved ones or they lose a job uh, with no rhyme or reason to it, um, I can take heart and share this passage with them. So God does not make any mistakes. He's a father. Sometimes he lets us go through the situation because he needs that situation to help us become stronger. He talks about discipline leading to our ability to endure in the Bible. Um, if there's no discipline, then we don't learn how to endure. And here's the kicker. There's some stuff that he wants us to learn how to endure through to prepare us for what he has down the road. If I don't learn stick to it, stick to itiveness right here, I'm not going to be ready for this thing that he sees coming for me that I have no clue is coming down the road. Right. So we can't short circuit the Lord's discipline because it hurts or because um, the timing doesn't feel right. We've got to trust that he is our father and that he has our best interests at heart. And a good daddy is and a good mama are going to discipline their children for preparation purposes. Right. So that's just kind of my encouragement to folks that it may be difficult in your situation right now, but trust God. He knows what he's doing. He's got you covered. This is a motivational message from Pastor Robert Owens, Kainos Church. Uh, we meet at 10 a.m. at the Peachtree Learning Center uh, right off of uh, Peachtree Avenue, very close to the hospital and Tennessee Tech University. We would love to have you. God bless you.
Welcome back. We're meeting today with Pastor Rob Owens and his wife on The Calling. Okay, so I'm going to ask you a few questions, and mm-hmm. these are these are like my top five questions, and um, you can pass or you can plead the fifth, whichever is most appropriate. But um, I'm going to ask you, what's on your playlist? Do you have a you playlist? Go, you go, you go first. Ha ha! Uh, I don't have a playlist because I don't know how to make one. <laughs> I think if, your kids could help you with that. <clears throat> I knew how to make a playlist. Um, <laughs> it would be okay. From the background, I hear Way FM, yes. kind of Christian, contemporary Christian, and then kind of top second, depending on how much data we have, we'll listen to um just kind of urban contemporary Christian music. So mm-hmm. it'll be Lecrae or Tripley or that's who the children go for or Fred Hammond, um, John P. Key, Ty Tribbett. Those are some of the ones I think that would be at the top. Yeah, very okay. diverse. Yeah. Okay. Ma- mainly Christian. Uh, what about you, Rob? <clears throat> I don't have a, Playlist, no playlist. I, really, I I listen. To, I I do YouTube. Okay, yeah, TED music. Talks. You do that Sometimes, podcasts, but mainly it's for music for okay. me and YouTube, and I watch basketball stuff because I coach a lot. Okay, too. but um, right now what would populate first if I pulled up YouTube would be Reckless Love, nice, um, out of Bethel, uh-huh. um, and then um, what a beautiful name is another one that that comes up in my rotation. Right. But it's very diverse. So you'll see some Ty Tribbett, which is, he's a, you know, a black urban contemporary artist. Um, I've been listening to some black choir stuff again recently. So Hezekiah Walker is another name that will pop up, but mainly Christian stuff. Rob, as you coach a lot and um, enjoy basketball, tell me, how was your bracket? Um, Did you make a bracket? Yeah, I made three or four. (laughs) (laughs) But then I got, I'm so busy now, like I right. make them real quick. Yeah. Like the day right before. Uh-huh. And then I don't get a chance to look at them. But I do know that it was ruined because Virginia lost. Virginia. Early. Man, yeah. Virginia was in three, in two of the three brackets. Okay. Uh, Was my champion. It kind of blew your bracket. <laughs> yeah. Um, And I think I had, I don't think I had Villanova. One of them was pretty good. Yeah. I, maybe 80%. Yeah. It wasn't bad. So, well. Okay, so if there were a gag reel of your life, what would be on it? That drives down one way streets. Oh, oh, that's yeah. You know, that's just challenging. That's what yes. I do. Like, I'm a country boy. <laughs> um, now I, I say I grew up in Murfreesboro, uh-huh. and I did. I went to Murfreesboro schools, but I grew up in Walter Hill, which is outside of Murfreesboro. Okay. Um, and as much as I like to travel for work and, you know, go to other cities and meet students and go for conferences. It's not good for me to drive. Yes. Because I can be in Nashville, right? Right. And drive up a one-way street. I have done that, and, brother. I'm with you. Hey, You're we're, my in the, people. we're on the same thing. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, that's pretty funny. And um, then for mom, it would be, <laughs> um, oh, the children are saying, I have a tendency to go into a grocery store and find somebody to talk to. Okay. So then our trip winds up being... Way. I have been that person for you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Okay, Rob. Hey. If you were arrested for a crime, what would your family say you had been arrested for before they knew what the charge was? Um, fussing at people inside my vehicle. 
on the interstate <laughs> who um go around me when I'm in the left lane. Huh. <laughs> and I feel like I'm going. I'm already going too fast anyway. Well, how fast so do you drive I, in the left lane? I go. You might want to play the fifth. Oh man! <laughs> now nah, you know I keep it real now. Hey, I seventy five to eighty. Okay, Tennessee like State Troopers, if you're listening, turn your radio down now. <laughs> and so I want you to arrest the people <laughs> who, if I'm going seventy eight, are passing. They go around me and they squeeze in. That's uh-huh. it bothers me because it's it's so dangerous. <laughs> it is dangerous. They squeeze in in front of me or somebody in front of me yes. in, in between a truck and then that's you in have right to line. slam on your brakes yes so if i were arrested it would be for fussing in my car road rage mm-hmm. um, road rage and what kind of car do you drive pastor i don't know no, that kidding. i'm going to uh, say that <laughs> on air <laughs> now it would probably be it would probably be um like seriously i don't know probably speeding yeah. i guess what you about know, you dana I'm, yeah just speeding Yelling at the children. Yelling at the children. Mm. You know, and not in a bad way. Well, you know, not like, but in a. A neighbor walks down the street, and I'm in the house. Why are these clothes not picked up? <laughs> Why is this not done? Everybody starts scattering when they. Yeah. I think that if you got a jury of your peers Thank and it you. was all mothers, you would be exonerated. I think I would too. so quickly. Yes. No one would press that charge. Yes. No. Okay. Last question, and can you tell me, if you have one quickly, what is the best joke you know? This is a trick question to see if you know a clean joke. I know no jokes. (laughs) No, I don't. I'm funny, but I don't know jokes. I'm I'm a spur-of-the-moment guy. The one joke that I could tell I got when I was in high school. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. And, you can't tell uh, it. I don't tell that joke No, I think that's wisdom anymore. right there. Okay, so I'm going to give you one. This is my gift to you today. Okay. Why does the golfer wear two pairs of pants? We just came off the Masters, guys. you got to know this in case he gets a hole in one. Uh, that's my gift to you. Yes. Yes, thanks for that gift. Okay, so we thank you for joining us today. I'm Denna Hornby, pastor of Monterey United Methodist Church, and you have been listening to Rob and Dana Owens from Kynos Church right here in Cookville, Peachtree Learning Center, the white building across from the hospital. And we look forward to you sharing this time with us again. Until then, may you see the face of Christ in every person you meet, and may you be Christ for every person you meet.